My boyfriend cheated on me with a man, and I didn't even think that was his orientation. Subscribe to the Am I the Jerk YouTube channel with notifications turned on. I'm a 25-year-old female, and my partner, who's a 28-year-old male, cheated on me with a man. How am I writing this? My boyfriend and I began dating almost a year ago, and it has been an exclusive relationship for almost six months. Everything had been going amazing. Last week, we spent an entire day together, which we rarely do as our days off don't normally over lap. The day was great. We worked out. We did some shopping. We went for a nice dinner. The morning after, I woke up with terrible anxiety and I told him later that I felt part of the trigger was feeling like things were going too well. Like something has to be too good to be true. And how right I was. This past Sunday, I was talking to him on the phone on my way home from work and mentioned that I might have a UTI and I was planning on going to the walk-in clinic on my next day off today. I have had UTIs in the past and this feels similar, so I figured no big big deal. Just go get some antibiotics. About an hour after we get off the phone, he shows up at my door unannounced looking distressed. I was getting ready for bed and obviously wasn't expecting to see him. So I let him in and he says he needs to talk to me about something. He starts off by saying, you know how you'll poke fun at me for being a cis hetero man? Well, I'm not necessarily hetero. My poking at his mistaken cis hetero identity was used to try and draw his attention to his privilege as I'm an active activist and he had never been exposed to that world and genuinely did not understand how much easier of a time he has compared to some others around him. I never flat out asked him how he identified and I should have never assumed. For that, I was wrong and I feel like trash over it. Anyway, he tells me that he's bi. I could not care less. But then he says, about a month ago, he hooked up with a guy and he thinks he may have given me an STD. Me telling him that I have a UTI freaked him out and forced him to confess. I just stared at him blankly and said, so you cheated on me? And he replied with, well, yeah, I guess. As if he thought because it was a man, it wasn't cheating. At one point while telling me what happened, he used the word experimenting. So I asked if he had ever been with a man before and he said yes. So I threw the that back at him because at that point you're no longer experimenting. You know you're into it. This made him uncomfortable and I told him to STFU and he wasn't allowed to be upset when I accurately unraveled his sob story. He kept saying how it was a mistake, how he messed up and that he loves me and I asked him if he would have told me if I hadn't told him I was experiencing symptoms. He said yes. He is also experiencing symptoms and said he was waiting to find out what he had from the doctor before telling me. So I asked if neither of us had experienced symptoms, if he would have told me. And then he says, honestly, probably not. I cannot believe any of this is real. I am so broken. All I've done is cry and vomit intermittently. My heart is non-existent. I am completely numb and constantly on the edge of a panic attack. I asked him if this other man had used protection and he said that they did not do the full deed that they had only been to third base my final question for him was where he met this guy if they were out at a club on substances or if he found them on an app he said that they met on grinder so it was premeditated he knew what he was doing it was no accident he had many opportunities to stop and not follow through to think about me for half a second about our relationship about what it would do to me about everything 
everything we've been through together, about how he was about to cheat on me, and he didn't. Are you ready for the kicker? Why am I not dropping him immediately? Well, I love him, but we also met through an app for people dating with STDs. We both have herpes. When I was diagnosed, I didn't think I'd ever have another fulfilling relationship, as every other potential partner I had disclosed this with ran for the hills. Nobody else would touch me with a 10-foot pole. I am 100% genuinely terrified that I cannot do any better than him. There's been a lot on my plate lately. I was displaced from my home a few months ago due to a fire, and currently I have no idea when I can return. I have been staying at a sublet and only have somewhere to stay until the end of January. The building management has told me that the tenants can expect to move back in early next year, but who knows what that means. He has held me crying over this multiple times. He knows the things I've been dealing with, and I absolutely cannot believe he did this to me. But now, I am genuinely thinking about taking him back. It's the easiest thing to do right now. I don't have the capacity to go through a breakup right now. I don't think I'm strong enough. I'm at my limit. Is there any advice, comments? Has anyone had their partners cheat on them and be able to work through it? This story was pretty heartbreaking for a few different reasons, starting with how she perceives herself and what she feels that she deserves based on what she has. Meaning the fact that she has to use a specialized dating site to find other people that also have herpes. She feels like she's not deserving of love or not deserving of being treated better than this because the way that the guy talked about this made it seem like he didn't even understand that he cheated on her. He made it seem like it was just no big deal. And the fact that at the end of all of this, she's still considering staying with him is absolutely bonkers. And I think that really boils down to some sort of self-worth issue that has to do with this situation. I mean, she's in an unstable living situation. She's an unstable situation to meet other people, but no one deserves to be treated like that in any situation, regardless of any of the reasons she gives here. One of the best comments and response said, whatever you have, herpes, a missing arm, no legs, etc., you are not less of a person. Just because you are not perfect doesn't mean people can walk all over you. Take your love for him and put that love into yourself. You deserve better and you are looking for another person to complete you. You are a candidate for being taken advantage of when you look to others to complete you. Leave him. He put your life in danger. Run for the hills. You will find somebody. Get back on that app you met him on and find a person to love you. Your next disease may bury you and you do not want that. Love yourself and never feel as if you are less. I think that's a really good way to put all of this. You don't have to feel like you are less because of this situation. And somebody followed it up saying, just because you both have herpes doesn't mean he won't cheat again and give you both something else. So if you were talking to the OP directly, what advice would you share with the OP? Let me know down below. If you'd like to submit your own stories to possibly be featured here on the podcast, go to the YouTube description, click the link to the social media links, and write in with your best personal stories. Am I the jerk for scolding my struggling sister when she gives us grief about adopting a baby? My sister, who's a 35-year-old female, and her husband, who's 37, have been struggling with infertility since they got married 12 years ago. They've tried absolutely everything, from medical to spiritual, but unfortunately, nothing works. Now that she's approaching her late 30s, they're starting to look into adoption, but it's also been slow going, since their financial condition isn't exactly stable from multiple rounds of fertility treatment that they went through. I can only imagine the struggle, and I sympathize with her, but the stress this situation is bringing her and her husband honestly puts a strain on our relationship. My husband and I, who are both 30, lost our best friends, Mason and his wife, Kate, two weeks ago in a horrible car accident. They left behind their son, Pete, who isn't even two years old yet. It was so sudden and so heart-wrenching, we're still grieving, which lowers our contact with a lot of people, including my sister and brother-in-law. Our main concern right now is ourselves and Pete, whose custody has 
has come to us because we're both his godparents and actively engaged in Pete's life since his birth. And because Mason and Kate have neither left a will nor have immediate living relatives who can take him in. We've decided to adopt Pete as soon as we can stomach the process. My husband and I never planned on having kids. And even if we did, this is absolutely not the way we would want to go about it. This situation is far from ideal, but we're starting the adoption process yesterday for Pete's safety, if nothing else. We broke the news to our extended families and friends, letting them know that my husband and I won't be very available for a little longer because of this. I know my sister and brother-in-law will have something to say about this. I'm prepared for a few heated text messages or voicemails. However, I didn't expect them to turn up at our doorstep crying about how unfair it is that we were given everything that they wanted and how we didn't deserve to be parents because we didn't go through what they had to go through. I've never seen my husband so angry before. He's usually very mild and gentle, but recent events have stretched our patience to the limits. We kicked them off of our porch and I told my sister before she left that since our pain inconveniences her so much, I won't have her around me and my family at all anymore. I know she made a fuss about it and now everyone has something to say to us. We've turned off our phones so we don't know which ones are cursing us and which ones aren't. I know some did slash are. My husband and I are both in pain and grieving and we can't trust ourselves to be objective. Did we go too far? And originally, I didn't want to put this information in because I don't want everyone to point at it and say this is the reason we're not in the wrong. For the sake of disclosure, my husband and I are both men. No, this is not a case of H-phobia. My sister, for all her faults, was the first person to accept me for who I love and I will not hear a single word about this in response to the situation. So, am I the jerk for scolding my struggling sister when she gives us grief about adopting a baby under these circumstances? This situation makes it hard not to take this personally from both perspectives. The sister probably feels like she was cursed after trying to have a baby for 10 years and the process of having a baby paradoxically makes it more difficult for her to adopt a baby because she's financially unstable because of it. Because those fertility treatments, from what I understand, are extremely expensive and they've done multiples of them. And not only that, but things outside of traditional medicine, like he says, spiritual fertility. So that probably just overrides what she would normally feel about her brother, the OP, and makes her mad at him for some reason. But I think she's just more mad at the situation. It probably feels unfair, like the OP is blessed and she is cursed. And from the perspective of the OP, he's going through something horrible. He lost two of his best friends, but yet his sister is making it seem like he has some sort of ultimate reward. He really had no other choice besides to set her straight because the logically correct thing is to say what he's going to say, but that doesn't really change anything when she emotionally feels so overwhelmed and hopeless about her situation. So if you were in the situation, what would you do and jerk or not a jerk and why? Am I the jerk for demanding my son take his daughter on his family trip to Disneyland? I got pregnant with my son, Julius, who's 28 years old now, about a month after my 18th birthday. I tried to do my best for him and he got into a good engineering school, but at age 19, he got his then girlfriend, Isa, pregnant and they had Annabella together. I've been the one who's mostly raised her. Isa got deported, but they spend July together and FT every night. Julius got married to his girlfriend, Katya, after graduation and they have two wonderful boys together. Annabella lives with me and not with them. The thing is, Julius never spends any time with Annabella. He doesn't even call to say goodnight, but she loves him so much. It's like once a month, he'll show up with a box full of toys, spend a day with her and then go back to his family. It hurts her so much that he doesn't spend time with her because he's her hero. I'm just grandma. And no, he doesn't act this way because of his wife, Katya, who would love to have Annabella move in with them. She once brought up the idea and she went on about all the things they could do together. She would love to be her stepmom. She calls her princess 
princess, sweetie, and so many nice nicknames. The only reason they haven't is because Julia says she should stay with me. A few days ago, Julius told me that he and Katya were planning a trip to Disneyland in August. I told him that Annabella would be so excited and he should tell her on her birthday and he just blankly told me that she's not coming and this trip is for his boys. I made it clear to him. He needed to bring her on this trip and he just called me a jerk, which he's never done before for trying to control him. I admit I was a bit controlling in my reaction, but I don't think I went that far. So am I the jerk for demanding my son take his daughter on his family trip to Disneyland? It's so sad that some people can treat one of their kids like that, especially when the kid loves the parent that much, despite the way that they treat them. I bet if Julius was forced to be psychoanalyzed, it would come out that Annabella reminds him of his ex, Isa, or something like that, and he doesn't want to be associated with that, or some strange excuse that he uses to stay away from her. I mean, how is staying with the grandma, the OP, forever even an option? That doesn't even make any sense. I think going to Disneyland is the least of the problems, although it would mean a lot to Annabella. The OP should be asking her son, why isn't your daughter living with you? You have a family and she's a part of that family. So if you were the grandma, the OP here, what would you tell Julius about the situation and jerk or not a jerk and why? Am I the jerk for yelling at my boyfriend for making me leave my best friend's wedding? My boyfriend, who's 27 years old and I, who'm 26, have been together for two years. He has a good heart and he's normally rational, but this one issue is that he expects to accompany me in every occasion, no matter how big or small. He even went with me to my ex-boyfriend's funeral after days of begging. Now, my best friend got married a few days ago. It was very small and only close family and friends were invited. My boyfriend couldn't come because of the plus one rule. He pitched a hissy fit, saying that my best friend has no respect for my relationship and was shocked when he learned that I was still going to attend. He told me that if he can't go, then I'm expected not to go as well. But that's my best friend and I had to respect her rules. He also gave me an ultimatum. Either we go together or I stay home with him. I ended up going. Again, I respected my friend's rules. He was angry with me and kept calling me the entire two hour drive and then stopped. Later on, I got a text from his friend telling me that my boyfriend got into an accident and was taken to the hospital. I freaked out. He gave me the address and I had to leave the wedding and I told my friends why. I was crying the entire drive home and kept calling this friend, but I got no response. I arrived to the hospital and asked about my boyfriend and they checked and told me that he wasn't there. My anxiety reached 160% as I kept calling his friends one by one. I just went home and there he was along with his friend. He saw me and said he was sorry, but this was the only way he could get me home after I left him alone. After the initial shock, I blew up yelling at him about lying and making me leave my friend's wedding and having me literally go to a hospital and freaking out because of him. I kicked his friend out and we got into an argument. He kept talking about how much I love him, thus I left, which is my own doing and not his, and he was just trying to see if I really chose my friend's wedding over him. He then argued that my friend caused this and I shouldn't agree with her to exclude him. I said what he did was horrible and called him horrible and then I went back to my room. It was awful because my friends kept calling to check in on him because they thought he was really at the hospital. He said I just overreacted and then I yelled at the wrong person. Am I the jerk? Did I go too far for yelling at my boyfriend for making me leave my best friend's wedding?
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is ridiculously emotionally manipulative, emotionally abusive, and just heartless. I mean, how deeply insecure do you have to be to not only try to prevent your girlfriend from going to her best friend's wedding, but once she actually went there to make up a lie and say that you're in the hospital, so she has to drive another two hours back to see what happened because she thinks it's an emergency? This is a controlling type of personality to a whole nother degree. A lot of the times, it seems like when somebody's trying to be extremely controlling and the person doesn't comply, they end up going for some sort of physical altercation. But in this case, it's purely this mental punishment that he's inflicting on her. This girl has got to get out of the situation as soon as possible, because if this happens this early on, imagine what's going to happen years down the road. But what do you think? Jerk or not a jerk and why? Make sure to subscribe to the Am I the Jerk YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss the next story. And if you want to hear a story right now, go to the YouTube description and there's a playlist with a bunch of stories all curated, ready to go for you to play in the background while you're doing something else or to just listen to while you're commuting, walking around or driving. You can do that or just follow the podcast. Either way, thanks a lot for watching guys and I'll see you next time.